0: series on worship. I think we've done three weeks now, that right? I think this is the fourth week. Um, it's been really good stuff, and uh, each week we've looked at kind of a, a little bit, um, different aspects I guess each week uh, of worship, of, of our position, uh, before God's big worship, and a number of other things. I'd encourage you just to, to hit the uh, podcast, uh, grab the rest up so you can catch up a bit. This is kind of your first week you've not been around. at this passage and as we talk about um, our hearts as, as we worship before you, as we talk about um, what happens to us as we worship you, I pray Lord that you would just um, give us insight and help us get this and Lord, away from you, but there's something about it that, that, that's amazing. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, slowly read through Isaiah 58, just kind of verse by verse, and unpack a little bit um, of what God was saying. Uh, they'll be up on the screen you haven't got a so, so don't fret. He says this shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud, don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. Yet they act so pious. They come to the temple every day and they seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation that would never abandon the laws of its God. Me to take action on their behalf, pretending they want to be near me. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We have been very hard on ourselves, and you don't even notice. I will tell you why, I respond it's because you are fasting. giving Isaiah nothing but encouraging words to say to Israel, and uh, obviously not. It, 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 this is quite a, a harsh beginning to this passage, and, uh, and the more as we go through this, it's going to get worse, I'm just going to get a heads up right now, uh, the first part of this sermon is not that chirpy, I've got to tell you, but stick with me, we're, we're heading for a happy place, okay, that's where we're going, but we're going to have to get through a, a few different things that are said here. So, this guy, Isaiah, this prophet, has been given this message to give to Israel, God's chosen people on the earth at that point. And it's, it's, it's a quite a harsh word, and it's all to do with their, their worship. It's all to do with um, their attitude uh, as they come before him. And he says some really quite cutting things. He says, you know, um, don't be afraid to say this, he says, you know, they act so pious, but they come into the temple every day. First charge against these people is: you seem like you're doing really well. You're you're turning up, you're turning up, maybe singing the songs and looking good. You seem like you're delighted in worshiping me. Then it carries on, and he says, "You you act like a righteous nation. You act like you have right standing with me. You act like you would." Thank what you call worship. If we come to God and we want to worship him, we want to tell him we love him, we want to tell him we appreciate everything he's done for us, but actually we know there are some areas in our lives where God has told us how to treat people, how to bless people, what to do and not to do. If we're just in direct disobedience to that, like it's really obvious to us, we know we hate someone next to us. We know that during worship we catch sight of them, we hope they fall over during Dog roams in and bites them. Like, you know, a new character trying to carry on worship. This is bad. This is not a good place to be. That's not what we call worship. I read a quote. I don't know. This is. Uh, if I find out who it's from, I can find out. This is quite a harsh quote. It says this: Christians don't tell lies. They sing them. don't tell lies, they sing them. Some truth in that, some, someone's got a problem with Christians, but some truth in that. Do do you ever really stop and and listen and, and look at the words you're singing? Concentrate on them and say, is that me? Am I real? Am I just singing that bit because it's in there, but I'm really waiting for the chorus, that's my bit. my blessing without really following me. Let's carry on in verses uh, 6 to 10. It says this. No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them. You know, I don't want to see Uncle Bob. (laughs) Do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will quickly heal. And the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. And when you call, the Lord will answer, yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression and stop pointing the finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Will shine out from the darkness, and that darkness around you will be as bright as the noon. It says, that just one more verse, says that the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you, are in dry, uh, when you are dry and restoring your strength. One thing you need to know about worship, and I think this has come across already, but I, I'll go over it just one more time. Um, worship is reaction. It is not generation. So, not that the more we do this thing, the more we serve God, the more suddenly he will love us and bless us. That's not how it works for us. Now we have Christ. Now God has moved to rescue us. What we do now is we live out of reaction to that. And the problem Israel were having was they they were trying to generate the blessing of God out of working hard and looking good, thinking that we'd fool God. But actually all the time... We just get to see what God has done for us in Christ. But Israel, I mean Israel had this as well, they could see the way God had rescued them. But we get to see Jesus and, and now you and I, we live out of reaction to him. We live out of reaction to the fact that he has set us free. That he has brought us into light out of darkness. That in, in some ways we, we, we've... There's maybe a couple of things to be done, but maybe your, your your view has changed, and you're beginning to look on it as if I do this, I will get something. You begin to look on worship as a, an act where you generate something when it's not. Worship always, for us, has to be. Of fasting. Well, this is the kind of fasting. This is the fasting I desire. And he begins to list all these things. It's really interesting as you read them, it covers so much. says, if you want to know what worship is, it is not some act you can just now down to a physical moment over here, but actually it's about slowly your motives and your heart begin, begin to tip over into a different place, and you begin to love and care for people deeply the way God loved and cared for you, See, so God set you free, God has clothed you in Christ. supposed to worship you're supposed to have a life that begins to you're supposed to be out there so today when you leave you're supposed to leave here and go out impersonating the love of God as God has loved you as as you have found God and his grace you're, you're to go and pretend to be like that go for it show grace show love show kindness out of the reaction of what you've seen your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will quickly heal. He says, actually, if you aim worship at God, if you're not just looking just to get your own thing out of it, if you begin to really have your heart changed, then you get healing. Sometimes we, we worship or serve God to get the healing. I want this, so I will do this. And that's not how it works. It's just that we, we get a, a, a picture of God. We, we see God revealed in such a way that we just have to worshiping him and giving him not only our voices and our attention on a Sunday but giving him access to everything that we begin to get healed it carries on, it says your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon and the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and I love this because sometimes we talk about intimacy with God and we talk about worshiping God if everything else drops away, and we have no problems, and sometimes we, we plug relationship with God as though it 's this wonderful, joyous thing all the time, and there 's never that moment of just pain and dryness. but I love what Isaiah says here what, what he records God saying he says that even in the dark And true worship does not take trouble away from us, does not take reality away from us. But within our lives, if we will give our hearts to God, worship begins to give us strength within all the rubbish, within all the trouble. And I think so many Christians fall away because life gets too hard and they haven't been told that actually just because it's hard doesn't mean God's not with you. Restoring your strength, and you'll be like a well watered garden, like an ever flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you'll be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Now, I just had to hit these last couple of verses. Imagine, just please just imagine this imagine if we as a church. Restorer of homes. Imagine if that was our reputation. The vineyards, they rebuild. They bring structure back where it's needed. Imagine if people said about our community and all the stuff that goes on here, that actually we restore homes. That if you get around us, if you get around um, the people here, if you're involved in anything they do, slowly health will come back to you. That your family can be restored. This is just... Of Homes, if that isn't a remit for the church, if that isn't a great picture of what the body of Christ on earth should look like, I don't know what it is, and I, I saw that and I was like, Thursday, you might be listening to us talking, thinking, I do want to worship God, I do want to invest my whole heart, my whole life. You might listen to me talk about, let's be restorers of people's homes, let's bring families back together. You might be thinking, um, as I talk about rebuilding walls, about bringing structure, but you might say, how? How do I do that? I feel too small. I don't know where to start. like Feed, and Active, and Just Community, and, um, uh, you know, Willing Cooks, Flicks, all these different ministries that are looking essentially to to do this. They're not an extra ministry over there outside of our worship. They are our worship. And they're the actual worship that most people outside of this place will ever see. A lot of people won't get to see our worship here, the great times that we have with God, but when we go out and these things, we'll see it. So... Please come along to that, just front up. Uh, We've tried to cancel the home group, so if you're part of a home group, you're coming anyway, you just didn't know yet. So, see you there, thanks. I want to read one more verse that kind of leads us to the happy place. So, it says, uh, uh, he talks a bit about the Sabbath, keep the Sabbath day holy, don't pursue your own interests on on that day. And then on verse 14, he says this verse, then, after everything I said before, and I don't know if you hear that and if you know that enough that in your life God is trying to get you to joy that's not the only place he's trying to get you to but He wants if you haven't got joy if you're a Christian and you follow Jesus and you haven't had a happy day since you met him you know something's missing something's going wrong because here he says after all this stuff if you will choose to do the fast that God commands if you will choose to feed the hungry to reach out yourself to God and say, I want want to be like you. The way you love me, I want to love people. The way you bless me, I want to bless people. The way you freed me, I want to try and get that freedom for others. If you will do that, then you will find your joy. God. Most of my life, I, I've not cared. Even since I've been a Christian, I've had days when I've just disrespected God so much with what I've said and done and set up to respond with, with happiness. When you, know, when you serve someone, when you give someone something, when you pull over to the, by the road and um, you, you help someone fix their car, or when you hold the door open for someone, you help someone with some shopping, or whatever you do, you visit someone in pain and you give them relief somehow. Whenever you do that, you get this feeling of like, don't you get lifted? What's that about? Be that when we did something good, we got joy. But God wired us and He wired us to be like Him. So as we begin to reach out and begin to do these things, we get joy. Not as some reward because we've now been good, but because we 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 somehow align ourselves with what we're supposed to be like. We somehow assume his position and we find that we're in the right place in the universe all of a sudden. told about, actually is deeply rooted. Because as we begin to change our life at its core, we find this joy that will not disappear. And when we're in the dark, there's light. And when we're dry, there's refreshment. And it's real, real joy. And it's an amazing thing. It's an awesome thing when for a year. I learned that year to to worship God out of a reaction of what he's done for me, not what I can get from him. And deep joy will be yours when you begin to do these things. And it will not be taken from you. You'll still have struggles, there'll still be tears, but somewhere in a deeper place, it's a joy that's not based on your circumstance, but based on God's Served you. The joy of your salvation is found in worshiping God with all your heart, all your life, and serving others as he has served you. If you do this, then you will find your joy. Let me pray and we'll worship. Father, I, I thank you that um, your destination for us is. We know it's joy in the midst of troubles among our problems, Lord. But I know there's a day coming where it will just be joy in your presence, and these other things will just fall away. So, Lord, we pray you'd help us in our worship. Help us. Lay your heart on us, Lord God. We want your heart in our heart, Lord, that we would love the poor, that we would feed the hungry. And, Lord, that this place, that us, your people here, Lord God, would be known, the walls and those who restore broken homes. We ask this all in your glorious name.